What's up, everyone? This is Evan Moon, and you're listening to the first episode of the Over the Moon podcast. I want to thank you guys for being here, taking the time out of your day, whether you know me or not, and you just happen to randomly click on this random podcast. Thank you, seriously, very much for listening and taking time out of your day. Now, with that being said, I do want to talk a little bit about who I am, and for those who've of you guys who don't know me or for the ones that do know me, here's some random facts you probably already knew. <laughs> My name is Evan Moon, like I said. I'm 25, recently, semi-recently married. Um, went to school for business, um, currently working. Uh, I have a wonderful dog. He is part wolf. Yeah, it's cool, huh? Part wolf and part Australian shepherd. His name is Jericho, and I'm pretty proud of his name, but I don't know. I'll say it. We'll say it. Let's go for it. His name is Jericho, like I said, and the reasoning, okay, this is cool. My first name is Joshua. Joshua in the Bible led the battle of Jericho, right? So there's that. Jericho means city of the moon, which is moon is my last name. He's part wolf, so wolf and moon, hmm? the whole howling, yeah, okay. Anyways, for the, like I said, the people that know me have heard that story before because I'm apparently very proud of it. <laughs> I think it's really cool. You guys might think that I'm weird and crazy for it, and you might have already turned off the podcast because you're like, this dude is weird, and I'm sick of it already. Anyways, for those of you who are still here, thank you, appreciate you. With all the weirdness, hopefully out of the way, <laughs> um, I do want to talk about, now that we've gotten me out of the way and things like that, I do want to talk a little bit about what my vision is for the next 10 to 15 podcasts, uh, the, the next 10 to 15 episodes in this podcast series, and really what my vision is for that, but also just skimming the surface on a couple of the topics, because um, and I say skimming the surface lightly because sometimes I get in on tangents and rants and I, I see a topic and then I start connecting it everywhere and I just kind of do that. So if that happens, I do apologize. But I want you to know that my first intent was not to do that. <laughs> it just happens sometimes, okay? Anyways, that's just how my brain works. But like I said, trying to stay on topic here. These these topics that or these these concepts um, of the Christian faith have been things that I have been recent not recently over the past several years really been doing research into and thinking through myself and diving into the Word and talking with God about and talking with other believers about and really trying to formulate my thoughts in the midst of that and say. I think when I when I first initially kind of put them all together, I think that these have huge ramifications on our daily walk um, with Christ and with others. And I think the large majority of people are not thinking through that kind of stuff. And I'm not trying to put myself as this this dude's crazy. He's he's just. He's just thinking all the time, and he's just so smart, and he's always right. Not trying to say that. Please don't hear that, because I am 
90, ask my wife, I am 99% of the time not very smart. But with that being said, I do want people to really focus on some of these things though because I, I strongly believe them to be core, core essential pieces of our daily walk. And people don't spend the time because for whatever reason, whether it be they just don't care, they don't know, or they don't think it's relevant, or it just they would rather ignore their reality rather than face it and deal with it and and love God in a way that that glorifies Him and walk daily in a way that glorifies Him. I'm not trying to be judgy by that, but I'm also trying to be aware of the current state of myself at many times, but also other people and that we we really need to have a better sense of what it means to walk daily with the Lord. It's, it's the, and these aren't necessarily my words. I, you guys need to go back and read, what is it, Hebrews 4 or 5 or 6 or something like that, where they talk about you are infants in your, in your faith. You guys have been in the faith for all your life maybe you guys have been doing this for tons of time you should know this stuff by now why am i having to go back and teach you the foundational truths of what it means to be a christ follower why do i why do we keep having this conversation and that's kind of what i'm aiming this at not saying that i was in any part on you know i'm not trying to say i'm perfect and all and i know that that's a very delicate thing for some people to hear and they're like oh well this guy's already you know podcast number one he's already starting to judge us i think that 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 is such a bad rap especially in society and whether it be in society and just the secular world or just the christian faith and the church and people do a really bad job at judging sometimes but I think that there's a healthy and loving way to judge someone and where they're at and say, hey, man, you're not where you need to be. And I see this in your life and I'm worried and I'm scared. And let's talk through that and not assume things, but just be like, hey, man, what's what's going on with this? And, you know, that's it's it's scriptural that we do that. And like I said, in Hebrews, he talks about he's basically roasting them. And in a lot of terms, Society would say, oh, he's being judgy. He's being judgmental. He's saying, you're infants in your stage of, of faith. I've. Why do we keep having to do this? If that's not one of the biggest roasts in saying that you're literally, you're like an infant. You, you can't hold on to solid foods. You're, you're just washing away in the waves kind of thing. He doesn't say that, but that's basically it. You're just kind of like, floating around like a feather you know you can't hold on to anything you're not you're not you're not latching on to anything of importance you're just kind of coasting and i think people really need to take a look at that because so many times we're just we're, we're absolutely just coasting through life you can get through seasons where you just get caught and you're not a victim of it because you can you can affect it but you sometimes you just you get in your rhythms, you get in your routines, and you're just caught in a spin cycle. And you see it, and you're like, "Dude, I'm an idiot." Or someone else sees it, and they're like, "Dude, you're an idiot." Whatever it may be, we need to be way more aware of our surroundings and our our daily life, and just our. We need to be seriously asking the Holy Spirit. 
to do inward surgery on us daily. And we need to be doing that kind of diagnostic on ourselves daily and, and, and forming these good patterns in our, in our hearts and in our brains that are, are propelling us and just jolting us towards God's will for our lives. Not things that retract us and bring us back into uh, uh, past patterns or things that are, have led us astray and we know that. Or things that we're just like, oh, you know, that's pretty comfortable. Whether we will openly, audibly admit, hey, that's pretty comfortable or not. Knowing that that's where our comfort lies and that's typically not a good thing. I'm not saying you can't have any comfort in life. You know, go get yourself a bowl of chicken noodle soup and call it a day. I'm not saying you can't have, you can't have any comfort in your life. I'm just saying nine times out of 10, our experience of what comfort is, isn't actually or shouldn't actually be comfortable because a lot of times Satan will use that and be like, hey man, that's comfortable. You should go back to that. And that's him keeping you where you were. And I'm not saying be progressive and keep going forward and do all this stuff and be better, 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 better. You got to be your better self. I'm saying charge towards God's will for your life. He is guiding you. His Holy Spirit is in you. He's pushing you towards the life that he wants you to be living. Don't ignore that. Don't live in your complacencies. Don't live in your comforts. Go for the calling. Now that I've dived, now that I've really dived into one of my main topics that I want to talk about, let's try and get back on t- on the real topic of just skimming the surface. See, I told you I would do this. I told you. Okay, so some of these topics are around what I just said. One of them actually is calling, um, and why there is a serious issue around that of we are so locked into comfort i remember when i first created all this stuff and put it all together in my mind and i wrote it all down one of the first things i wrote down was comfort versus calling and i thought man that like that is if that doesn't explain 90 percent of our lives i don't know what does which is bad (laughs) mind you um so one of them is comfort. One of them, I, I really want to do a little bit of an introduction into the general understanding of Christianity in the business world and how I think that has a tremendous impact on, on uh, the people around us um, and kind of what I've learned coming from out of college or being in college, working and coming now out of college in a, in a small, enclosed Christian experience that was very beneficial, but also different than the real world. What I've learned in the midst of that, and what is it, what do I think it looks like, just very briefly, to, um, and w- what's the importance of living well and living a Christ-centered life in the midst of my everyday work? And I, when I say business world, I don't mean, hey, I own a business, and that's the business world, or I'm in corporate America. No, I'm talking about anyone who's currently working. I'm talking about you're in the nursing field. I'm talking about you're a pastor. I'm talking about if you are in the corporate world, or I'm talking about Whatever else you're doing, these things, these topics, these key concepts have such a huge ramification on our daily lives and in our daily well-being and on on our uh, hopefully emphasized, very focused on top-notch thing being our relationship with Christ and how that is the most important thing in our life. And everything is a downstream of that. 
And everything trickles from our relationship with Christ. And I will talk a little bit about that too. Hopefully just, well, hopefully a lot of that, but I do want to dive into that as well. And, and really how that is such a true thing. I mean, oh, anyways. Okay. So another time I talked about calling, so I'll skip that later. That, that wasn't my first one on the list, but the first one was worldview and how your, your worldview, your Christian worldview has such a deep impact on your daily life, whether it be home, work, or social life, those three, those three aspects of your life, how it has such an impact on everything that you do. And what is, why is the, the Christian faith coherent? Why does, and why does that matter? A little bit of an apologetics aspect to that kind of tossed in there a little bit. You'll probably hear that woven in. Um, and how really, if, if, if our worldview or how we think the Christian worldview is, um, what it's based around, if we think that that's, that's, if we think that our lives should be, should be lived more inwards, um, and, and kind of in ourselves and kind of locked in that cage, how does that have a tremendous effect on the people around us? And what is that? If, if we're looking at it from an, uh, uh, a, a view of, um, I'll probably say this a lot, and I know my dad says this a lot, but I love this analogy of upstream and downstream. And and if you're looking at it from, say, our inward focus is the upstream, uh, and the downstream effect of that inward focus is all this kind of toxic pollution of our lives and how different things are being affected by this upstream. So it's like it's like if uh, I don't know if I remember growing up watching like Bear Grylls and stuff, and he said. You always want to check the river upstream to see if there's a dead animal polluting the downstream. Basically the same thing going on here. You have a pollutant upstream that's affecting the downstream and causing all kinds of havoc and mayhem. And that can be looked at from a personal view of like, hey, this is my life. Or it can be looked from a a business view of saying, hey, we have something toxic upstream in our business in our business plan or our, or the way we do business, whatever it is, or someone in our business is causing all this. And that gives you a view of what's going on. Anyways. So that's worldview. I'm trying to look at what, what things affect us on a daily basis coming from the worldview standpoint. The next topic will be worth from the Christian Christian perspective and how I, I did a survey of some students back in my college and Quite a few of them could not define. This was they were, these were fourth year students at a Christian university. Could not define that their sole worth was in Christ. That that uh, I'm not. I'll just that speaks for itself. I'm not even going to say any more about that. Um. So really, we're looking at where is our worth found? Why does that matter? Why should that matter? What does that mean for our lives? And then what now? Why? What do we do about that? What does that look like? It's not just this. You know, worth is really good. Worth in Christ. There it is. There's our theological concept up on the pedestal. I'm trying, my focus is to bring that concept and make it applicable to a daily basis and say, this is how, these are the things that you should be retraining your brain and your heart to focus on the Lord. You shouldn't be focused on money or your house or your relationships or, or your approval from other people. That's not where your worth is found. Your worth is solely found in Christ. And you'll find so much 
so many times in your life that if you just understood that to the capacity and maybe sometimes if you're freaking out about something and you just take a minute and say, where's my worth found? And you're like, Evan, I, I need you to just calm down really quick. I need you to think about this and evaluate. Where is your worth found? What, why does that matter? And what is that? What are the implications? And if, if you sit there and say, Christ, and you run through it all and you just take that moment of silence and just peace and know that your worth is found in that, I, I guarantee you it's not a quick fix all the time, but it can be. But I know that your heart and your mind will be retrained to understand that it belongs to Christ and that you as a, as a, as, um, as a human being are loved by a creator. And that will refocus you in those times of, of stress or anxiety or depression or, or just this freak out moment of, man, I don't have this or I don't have money. or I, It just happened to me. The, the other week I was freaking out because I, I was feeling like I didn't, I couldn't provide for my wife and that I wasn't good, a good provider and that she needed more money and we needed that to be happy. And I'm just like, really? I sat there and I'm like, I know this is stupid. I know I'm wrong for this. I know this isn't a valid thought, but it's there and it's creeping on me and I hate it and I need to get it out. Just reached out to some of my buddies and they gave me just great advice and it's it's it wasn't that I didn't know it it's just that sometimes you need to hear it sometimes you need to go outside your own brain cuz your brain can be dumb sometimes and your heart can be dumb and just just ask people be like man i'm struggling with this even that even if that's not a popular thing to do especially as a dude sometimes we just suck at communicating and being open and honest about man this is my struggle and i'm not saying that's just guys because i know girls do that too i know it but i've seen it and i, I anyways it, live outside the norms in that one don't let a weird seemingly weird and seemingly awkward conversation dictate the fact that you should be living in that community that will sometimes help you reinforce the knowledge that you know that Christ is the definition of your worth. Okay, so that's worth. Just skim the surface. And I'll probably recover that a little bit in the actual episode. The next one is idolatry. Similar to worth, but not necessarily exactly the same. Idolatry, from a Christian perspective, runs rampant in society. Not just the secular world, but in the church world, what do we idolize? It kind of goes back to the worth. Where do we find that sense of belonging? What is defining our lives? Is it money? Is it sex? Is it happiness? Which is a big one. A lot of people are like, I'm happy. I'm good. The Lord wants me to be happy. I'm good with that because I want to be happy. Wrong. Your life is never, you were never guaranteed happiness. Your joy should be found in the Lord, but you were never guaranteed this happiness junk that's been going around that I hear almost on a daily basis from people, whether they be Christian or not, saying, I am happy, so I'm good kind of thing. And I just I just sit back and I'm just like, really? That, that, that sounds miserable because how shifting and how swaying is the idea of happiness when you could be in something concrete? like the joy of the Lord, 
Truly. I'm not trying to be over spiritual about it, but sometimes, and I'm not, I'm not perfect at, like I just admitted to that story that I talked about. I'm not perfect at telling myself, man, you, you are focused way too much on your happiness or you're, you're not looking at the joy. I'm looking at this from an outside perspective, trying to give other people good knowledge and wisdom that this stuff is true but not saying that I'm always perfect at it myself. I never want to be someone who sounds like that or does that because it's just not, it's not necessarily true. I'm not perfect at this stuff and I struggle with these things too. Anyways, back to idol. What do we idolize as a society? What is, what is wrong about that? How is that shaping our daily existence? How does that shape our mindsets, whether we know it subconsciously or not? Because a lot of times I find either within myself or with other people, they'll say something or I'll say something. Well, let's just focus on me. I'll say something um, and it will be so, I'll think about it later. I'll think about it in the moment. and I'm like, that's not right. I know where that came from. And then I track it back to this and this and this. And it's like, oh, that's an idol. Or I, oh, there it is. Or with other people and they'll just be like, they'll say something. They'll be like, yeah, there's a, They'll say something, let's just keep it on happiness. They'll say something about happiness. And they're like, ah, I just, man, I just, I just want to be happy, man. That's the, that's the, that's the big focus for me. And I'm just like, man, I, I love you. I hope you don't think that. <laughs> so that's, that, that's idolatry and kind of what, what does society worship? Why, how does society worship these, these things? And how is that marketed to us as something that's quote unquote, acceptable and something that's good why is that so invasive in our daily lives okay so that's idolatry next one is community i've talked a little bit about this back in the the other sections but it has such a lot really you'll find that these topics have such a deep connectivity in the midst of all of them that they overlap a lot but it's very important that we all get to the the essence of what they mean, what they're talking about, and then also talk about how they overlap, which will um, help bolster within us that critical thinking aspect of knowing these things matter on such a deeper level than just the surface. Uh, I intellectually understand the, the meaning of this word. That's not where it stops, my friend. It goes deeper and deeper and you have to connect these things and see that there's patterns and that they connect because they're in Christ and Christ wants us to be living these things out. And, and, and okay, so back to community. This can mean friendships, boyfriend, girlfriend, marriage, the, the local church or your local community, whether it be the church that you're connected to or not. This is your community, right? What is what is meaningful community look like most people? And, and is that a good thing? How do, do people look at it from a good perspective? Do they not? These things need to be discussed because there's, there are many reasons that, ties into, that tie into what I'm about to say. And I, we can talk about that later in the community aspect. But there is a serious reason why so many people feel so lonely and so depressed. And a large, a big chunk of that is because we don't know how to be good community. We don't know what good community looks like and we're scared to find it because that means intimacy and vulnerability in the midst of our own shame and sin. <sighs> okay, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's a tough one for me too. I get it. Stick with me. That's a tough one. But if we understand that, if we get that, 
we will be at such a deep and rich relationship with people and God and, and our loved ones and first and foremost, God, obviously, but the trickle-down effect, like I said earlier, the, the upstream effect of that will be that relationship with God that I was talking about. And now this downstream, this, this major downstream effect will be all of our relationships that we have with people and all how we treat them and how we love them and how we treat and love the people we don't know and are just first meeting. That's a huge part. We're relational beings. Even the introverts are semi-relational <laughs> and they're relational in their own way, right? And extroverts are relational in their own way. And it's just, we, we have to understand what, why we're relational beings, why that matters, why God gave us community, what that means as far as him and the Trinity and all that. We'll talk about that. We'll hopefully get to dive into a good bit of that. That's a very important segment. These all are, but I like the community element. The, the next one, let's see. The next one is stewardship, why that matters in your home, social, and work life, and what that even looks like. What is what is being a good steward look like? How does And why does that matter, right? And should we even be that? And I'm not just talking about, oh, you know, we got to take care of our planet. That's good and all. That's true. But what are some things that we as Christians need to be good steward of? And like I said, not discrediting. That was just an example. I'm not discrediting the earth because I think we do need to be better stewards of the earth. But that was just an example. There are many other things too. But a lot of times when people first think of stewardship, they're like, we need to take care of the earth or... We, we really need to take care of the water that's nearby us because it keeps getting polluted. That's true. But there are so many other things that we need to talk about. Like sometimes it's time that we need to steward better. It's like what I was saying earlier. We, we, we feel like we don't ever have time to connect with, um, with, with our Savior. We need, we need this constant go, go, go mentality that society is really instilled within us and i was reading or i was listening to another podcast and he was talking about how this is the first time in human history that we don't have a second alone we don't take that second alone because we're so preoccupied with our jobs our our anything else and then also our phones we can't set that down because we've been hardwired or we've been brainwashed I'll, i hate using that word but we're we've been um well let's just use brainwashed we've been brainwashed to think that we need to have our phones constantly and we need to be on it and we can't have a weird awkward social interaction without our phones because if there's an awkward science uh, uh silence in the elevator we have to pop on our phones and make it less awkward because we don't know how to handle that we don't know how to have small talk i've been I've done this before. I'm not I'm not saying I haven't. I don't like to admit that, but I do it and I've done it before. Or it's like I remember back in high school where like there was an awkward interaction where you and this this pretty girl or something was walking down the hall or you and someone you didn't know was walking down the hall and you were the only two walking down that hall. And so you pulled out your phone cuz you're like, "Oh, I'm busy. I got to be doing something or I got to look busy." It's like, "No, you smile and say hello something just breathe <laughs> it's like exist amongst each other like stop anyways that's part of 
that's part of the stewardship thing. The last one that I was going to talk about was calling. We've been through that, the whole coasting and comfort versus calling thing. Um, how many people try to live their lives just coasting through it rather than like pushing and just diving headfirst into God's calling and purpose for their lives, even when they don't have a clear-cut answer to that. What I mean by that is so many people waste their life because they they feel like they have to have this specific defined calling for their life that has to be some big grandiose thing where they're like, I'm called to go to a, a third world country and do this. Not ripping on the people that do that because I think that's needed. Absolutely. And I, I applaud you. And sometimes you, you learn your calling earlier than life or sometimes it changes. Maybe you'll be there for a couple of years and then you're like, I feel like God's calling me back here. I, it, I don't know. But it, so many people just sit around and get complacent, including myself sometimes, where we just get so stinking lazy because we're waiting for this big thing to happen where God's going to ride down and say, hey, you go over there and you go over there and you, he pretty much has done that. There's a general calling for a reason. And whatever we do in the midst of our daily lives, that general calling has a deep impact and effect on that day. Kind of what I'm talking about with all this stuff, that, that calling to love each other has a serious and deep impact on our daily lives. So there is a calling. We're just sometimes too lazy to think about even the general calling because we want this specific calling because we want meaning in our lives because we think we have none if we don't have a calling, even though we have God as our meaning. Sorry, that was a tangent. But yeah, anyways, a lot of times people do that because they want that sense of worth because they don't feel like they have any without a, a specific calling because sometimes they compare to all the people around them saying, oh, well, well, little Jimmy has this calling and he's off doing this this thing and this person's doing that thing and they're just off living their lives for God and all this cool stuff is happening to them and and why doesn't that happen to me? So I, I you know, I just don't have any worth and kind of thing and I'm just like, stop. I get caught in that sometimes too. It happened to me the other day of just my friends refocused me and said, dude, life happens differently for people. There's a there's God's will in your life, but that doesn't mean it always goes the exact same way for every person. You live and pursue and lead in a way that's 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 pleasing to God, but you don't... Anyways, sorry. I'm trying to stay focused, trying to keep this shorter than not. Okay, the last... One of the, okay, uh, not last, I think... One of the last ones that I have currently mapped out, and I think the reason I say that is because I, I don't know how long each of these will take. Some of them might be splitting to, into two separate podcasts because I'm not sitting here. I'm not trying to sit here and make an hour long podcast or even 45 minutes, hopefully not. Maybe 45 minutes at the very most, but hour long is too much. So I may have to split some of these up. But one of the other ones that I really want to talk about is how all these, what I talked about earlier how all of these tie together, how all these topics tie together and how our understanding of personal mastery and alignment with the word of God ties into this critical thinking initiative designed towards the advocacy of leaders making more leaders. How we 
need to be focused on the task at hand in understanding and aligning ourselves, our inward personal mastery with the word and the will of God in order and also in that process, developing a critical thinking skill and muscle to look outwardly and to focus outwardly on the people around us to impact the people around us to make leaders better or make leaders in general. Um, and I, I think that has such a huge importance on what we do on a daily life. And I think that um, that doesn't always, you don't always take leaps and bounds with that. And what I mean is you don't always, there's not going to be this massive thing that happens one day all the time. Sometimes there may be. But there's not always going to be this massive big thing that happens in someone's life that you impact and you're like, man, I did it. I made a leader. It can be a subtle thing. It can be the way you live your life. It can be someone who isn't a Christian and sees you and says, there's something different about this person. They are different and I want to know why. And maybe when they know why, they won't care. Or maybe they will. I don't know. Maybe it takes more time. Or maybe you were just in their life for a split second to give them this seed of knowledge or wisdom, and then that's going to plant and, and bloom something in them 20 years down the road. You have no idea. But your focus is to love those around you and build the leaders up around you and, and to go out seeking to love people around you in accordance with the will of God and, and through our our ability to master ourselves um, and know not not really our ability to do that, but to know the person who has mastered humanity and who has mastered death and who has mastered our hearts and who has control of them and who they belong to. And to know to lean on that and lean on him and say, God, you're, you're leading this one. I, what I do and my impact is not me. It's, it's you through me. And, and to know and not to take credit for that, but to say, God, this is all you. And this always has been for you. Never starting your day saying, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to muster the strength to go out and make better leaders. Even if you're doing it for God, you're not because you're doing it for yourself and your own glory. Instead of saying, God, this is yours. This is yours always. Always, always, always. And that's a weird concept for some people to swallow because the world has taught us so much about our own accolades and our own accomplishments and our own achievements and what we can do and I, 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 and us, 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 that we forget that it's about God and it's about others and we're third. I, I, it, I always take it back to um, some of you guys may know Canicuck Camp, Christian Camp. It's down in Missouri. I went there for several several years when I was a kid growing up, and I remember their slogan was "I'm third. I love that because it's so simple, so cool, so right to the point of God first, others second. I'm third. I I am I I am definitely the bottom of the totem pole. Anyways, so that's the that's one of the last podcasts. the The second to last or the the last one that I currently have mapped out is somewhat around the concept of personal mastery, but it's around the impacts of of uh, of studying and analyzing EQ or emotional quotient or emotional intelligence and how that actually 
a lot of times matters more than having a high EQ, which would be the world cares more about the IQ. And a lot of times the EQ is really what makes and, and develops you into a good leader and really develops your, 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 your well-being and your, your, uh, um, your ability to look inward and, and see, man, I'm not living life like I should. And I'm not having the best mental, um, mental patterns or my heart's not going this way and it should and just learning about yourself and learning letting the holy spirit teach you the way he wants you to live and sometimes it's that's a relearn sometimes it, a lot of times it is because it's it's that struggle against yourself or that those patterns that you've built up those walls that you just have built up over years of just thinking you this is the right way or this is you think is the right way and then all of a sudden it's like god teaches you something else and it's like whoa okay um, in that though, I will say this because I know how that can be interpreted. I'm not saying that God's word is ever changing. God's word is final and that's what it is. But sometimes God teaches you different things about his word. Um, but that is something that can be very delicate as well because you have to, um, not take that as, as face value. And sometimes you, because of your own sin and fallenness and brokenness, you can take that and run with it and say, oh, well, God said it and maybe he's revealing this to me. And then you just kind of run with that instead of, you know, really taking that to your community and saying, is this good? Is this right? And people that aren't just going to like be your cheerleaders and, and be like, oh, yeah, you're, you're doing good. Or it's like people that are going to dive in with you. Literally, they're going to dive in after you if you're falling deep or they're going to dive in with you if you're going towards the Lord. Those are the people you want in your corner. Those are the people you want in your life. That's what good community looks like. And that's what you should have in your life. And you should have people that are speaking into that. But all that to be said, I hope you guys are excited about this as much as I am. I'm super pumped, honestly, because I love talking about this kind of stuff. I hope you guys like listening to it. Like I said, I'm going to try and bring in other people so you don't have to listen to my boring voice all the time. <laughs> And hopefully my my uh, not not as many of my bad jokes and, and goofiness and stuff like that. But anyways, guys, seriously, I really appreciate you sticking around for these like 40 minutes or whatever it's been. Um, and I hope you guys stick around more. Um, like I said, very excited about this. Really interested. I am going to be looking for you guys to give me some feedback. If you listen to this one, give me some feedback on this. If you know me shoot me a text, whatever it is, message me, whatever it could be, email me, whatever. Um, I am going to try and put my email below somewhere. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out a website to for you guys to kind of connect with me on or social media, stuff like that. So I'll get that to you ASAP. Um, but yeah, thank, thank you guys for listening in. It's been, I didn't know how I was going to be talking for this long, but I have, and I think that's really cool um, in some ways. And Maybe not in other ways. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I'll see you guys on the next podcast. Have a great day.